it's really also essential to connect the dots between perfectionism and the broader issue of white supremacy culture. You see, perfectionism, with its insistence on absolute correctness, aligns with a culture that actually tolerates nothing less than perfection, a standard deeply rooted in the foundations of systemic racism. We are represented. We are represented. We are represented. Welcome to Represented, the podcast. I'm Aniki Shiru, racial equity coach for online business owners who want to be intentionally inclusive by building a business that is racially equitable. I created this podcast to normalize the conversation around racial inclusion so that fear is no longer the barrier that gets in the way of doing this work. This isn't about perfection, it's about progress. Whether you're taking your first steps or you're well-versed in the journey towards racial equity, this space is for you. So welcome home, friend. Let's get started. Where are you from? Really? No, originally, where are you from? Can I touch your hair? Your English sounds so good. Nah, I don't see color. Those statements I've shared are just some of the daily microaggressions that people of color face on a regular basis when they occupy white spaces. Microaggressions are subtle yet negative racial messages that leave the person on the receiving end feeling hurt, humiliated, and even disrespected. You may have used these kinds of statements to start a conversation or even break ice with a person of color, but didn't realize the harm you were causing. That's why I've created a free microaggressions guide with five of the commonly made microaggressions in online coaching spaces that you need to know about and what you can do or say instead. Head over to anigishiru.com forward slash micro to download your free guide. That's anigishiru, G-I-C-H-U-R-U dot com forward slash micro, M-I-C-R-O. Hey there, lovely. Welcome back to another episode of Represented Podcast with me, Anigishiru. In our collective journey to understand systemic racism, an unexpected adversary lurks in the shadows. It's called toxic perfectionism. As I was preparing this podcast episode, I was reflecting, as I often do, about some of the statements white people have made when it comes to doing the work of anti-racism. Fear being right at the top of the barrier ladder. It struck me how this fear, deeply rooted in the desire to be flawless and always correct, becomes a major hindrance to the effectiveness of being an ally. And so today, I'd love for us to dissect the toxic dance between perfectionism and anti-racism, exploring the ways it distracts and detracts from the very change we aim to foster. You ready? Let's go. Let's start by understanding perfectionism in the context of anti-racism. 
perfectionism isn't something that is just about high standards or striving for excellence. In this context, it is unrealistic, a very unrealistic pursuit of flawlessness coupled with an aversion to making mistakes. And I think it is also based on how we want other people to see us. We don't want people to see us as these flawed beings. We want people to see us at our highest and best versions. And so when we think of mistakes, we think of it being imperfect. And if we're imperfect, then we are not doing this work justice. It's really also essential to connect the dots between perfectionism and the broader issue of white supremacy culture. You see, perfectionism, with its insistence on absolute correctness, aligns with a culture that actually tolerates nothing less than perfection, a standard deeply rooted in the foundations of systemic racism. Let me say that again a little bit slower so that it sinks in deeper for you. Perfectionism, with its insistence on absolute correctness, aligns with a culture that tolerates nothing less than perfection, a standard deeply rooted in the foundations of systemic racism. And so, how does perfectionism then get in the way? I want to share two ways. Number one is perfectionism hampers anti-racism work uh, through the deep fear of making mistakes, which a lot of you listening can relate to. You have felt fear of making mistakes. You felt fear of saying the wrong thing. You felt fear of being called out. This fear is rooted in the desire to avoid criticism or being seen anything less than perfect, which we know deep down is not a truth. But in reality, it is a stumbling block that is preventing progress. So how is it then that when we know that this is preventing progress or what we would like to see and become in terms of those active allies who are doing the work regardless of fear, why is it that we know this, but still don't make that progress, still don't take the leap that we need to take? And maybe that's an episode for another day, but I just want this to be front and center in your mind that perfectionism gets in the way of anti-racism work through the fear of mistakes. And number two, it stifles progress. You know, the relentless pursuit of perfectionism often leads to inaction. And I've seen this play out with clients who feel so overwhelmed, believing that they must have a kind of flawless understanding of anti-racism before contributing meaningfully when it comes to conversations and even advocacy. And honestly, this is a self-imposed roadblock to progress. I also feel it has been added on to the environments that perhaps one is part of. If you're part of social media and you are seeing the aggressiveness and how some of these conversations can turn toxic, it puts you off. 
And that becomes a very real roadblock for you to step into this work and even see any progress as far as your learning goes. And so I want to challenge you today in terms of embracing this imperfection. And I'm sure when you hear this, you're going to be like, Annie, it's so much easier said than done. I understand that it's important to embrace imperfection, but it's so much bigger than me, I feel, that there's so much work that I still need to do to get to that point where I'm embracing it. Stay with me, because I think it's important that even though we cannot quite find a solution or see the end from the beginning, that we still entertain these conversations, we still stay in the discomfort of unpacking this work so that we are in some ways, we may feel like we're not making progress, but trust me when I say, the more you hear about this work, the more you hear about what you need to do, the greater the desire to do this work will happen. The, the, the seed will be planted for you to, to want to do this work. And so number one way of embracing imperfection is understanding that learning is a continuous process. It's not something that you do today and you drop it tomorrow, like we saw in the height of this awareness in 2020, where there was a lot of people wanting to learn, educate me, tell me what I need to do. Learning is continuous. Anti-racism is not a destination, but it's a journey of continuous learning and unlearning. And perhaps that's the biggest one, because we have been part of structures. We have been part of systems that have made us who we are. And as we are part of those structures and systems, they reinforce our behaviors. But what we need to do is unlearn that. And we cannot unlearn something unless we're in that continuous process of learning. So embracing imperfection is acknowledging that growth is messy and that's okay. And again, it also involves being in environments, being in community where making mistakes is normalized, it is embraced. But also, I will say this, when you know better, you do better. Because if you're just continually making mistakes, even when you know that you shouldn't be making mistakes or you know better, then you're none the wiser. And it just makes this work non-progressive. Number two, encouraging vulnerability. And this is something that I do with my clients, but it's not an easy ask or something that's easy to do because for vulnerability to happen, a sense of safety needs to first be established. And being in community with others doing this work is such a great way to build your confidence and exercise being vulnerable. Some might argue that acknowledging imperfection diminishes the importance of anti-racism work, but I believe the opposite because I believe that recognizing mistakes enhances the work of by fostering a more inclusive and reflective approach. Imperfection is not the enemy. It's actually a tool for growth. I'm going to take a short break now. And when I come back, I'm going to talk next steps from here. 
Hi, my name is Kim Argetsinger. I was in Annie's program represented and I wanted to share a few words with you about the program, especially for those of you who might be considering enrolling and are curious about the program. I really believe that DEI work and educating ourselves around racism is so important and it's lifelong work and it's a lifelong commitment I've made. So one of the reasons I enrolled in Represented was that commitment I have to myself and to my business and to my community because I want to do better and I want to continue to do better. And I know as the more I learn, the more I see how much I have to learn and how much work I have to do. And I specifically chose Represented because of Annie and because of the way she holds space and containers. I had the opportunity to connect with her on my podcast before enrolling in the program. So I had experienced the way she holds space and her approach and her philosophy of calling in instead of calling out, which I found to be really beneficial and really helped me to lean into the material more. I learned so much in Represented and I, again, also see how much I still have to learn and I really do believe this is lifelong work for all of us and I just see how the more we learn, the more we see how many places we've made mistakes and one of the lessons and one of the big takeaways for me is how easy it is to have perfectionism keep us from wanting to learn more, keep us from taking action and how important it is to let that perfectionism go so we can keep getting uncomfortable and keep doing the work and keep messing up so that we can keep taking action and moving forward and how that's really a privilege. And that's something Annie really taught us that really is a privilege that people of color don't have the opportunity or the privilege to sit in their perfectionism around. And I say that because if you're sitting on the fence and wondering if you should join and maybe you have some of the fear or worry about being uncomfortable or stretching into this work, I would kindly gently offer that it's normal to feel that way and part of part of this program is stretching into that and and seeing that that is normal and that this is a lifelong journey and that we're all going to stumble along the way and Annie is really brilliant at holding space around that and helping you to keep getting uncomfortable and stretching past that and taking action anyway so I highly recommend represented. I highly recommend working with Annie. And if you have any questions, I'm more than available to answer them or to share more about my experience. Last note, I'll say I live in New York City, so I live in the U.S. and we had a big time difference and it still was really easy for me to show up for all the material and the way Annie has everything laid out. It was really also easy for me to actually get through all of the material in the program, which is not the case in so many programs. So if that is a concern of yours, if you're like me, because I know that was my concern before joining, I think Annie did a really beautiful job navigating that and also setting things up in a way so that you really can get the most out of the program and to meet you where you're at so you can get what you need from it to continue to learn and grow through DEI work for yourself as a person and in your business. Annie, thank you so much. Thank you for your program. Thank you for your work. I appreciate you. Okay, welcome back, lovely. I want to challenge you now to reflect on your own perfectionist tendencies within this work and maybe as I've been speaking there are things that have been coming up for you where you go like ah when the need to do this work has come up this is the barrier that I have put in place and this is what has gotten in the way 
And so I just want to challenge you to reflect on those perfectionist tendencies. What steps can you begin to take today to begin embracing imperfection? Because it's not just a personal journey. It is actually vital towards shifting white supremacy culture and building a more inclusive, effective change within our businesses, within our lives and the communities that we live in. And so if this is work you'd like to dive into, my online program represented is the best next step for you. Whether you're new to this work or continuing your allyship journey, head over to anigishuru.com forward slash represented. That's anigishuru, G-I-C-H-U-R-U dot com forward slash represented. We are represented. We are represented. We are represented. Thank you so much for tuning in. Why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave a review so this podcast can reach more online business owners and together we can begin to normalize racial inclusion in the online coaching space. I'd love to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where this podcast episode was recorded, the Wiradjuri people in central New South Wales, Australia. Music produced in Nairobi, Kenya by Patrick St. P. Mbaru and Kambua Mathu. Vocals by Joanne Matata.